Welcome back to another episode of Unpack That with Brie and Kat. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to be discussing Kat's backstory. Since the last episode we touched on mine, Um, we want to be more personable with you guys, kind of like what we said um, with me. So today we're going to dive into Kat's and just kind of talk about her upbringing and things and what led her to fitness and the beautiful person she is today. So... Oh, take it thank away. You. <laughs> okay, so I'm sure you guys have, if you've been listening up to this point, you've heard us mention uh, narcissism, narcissistic abuse um, a couple times. Yes. So we really nerd. want to start diving into that because uh, yeah. Brie has experienced that as well um, in her life. So we think it would be very helpful for you guys to hear first um, my background with this and why, kind of make it more credible. Um, mm-hmm. so you, you see where my perspective is coming from. Um, I did go to school for it as well. So I just have a lot of experience with this. So Kat is very knowledgeable with narcissism. <laughs> I had no idea until she started talking about it, that it, I had it as badly in my life as yeah. I did. So she's very credible. So, and I think a lot of people are like that. Like they don't like what you said, like a lot of people use like crazy and psycho and all these words, but it's like, there's a name for it. Well, that's why we're doing this pod too, because like I told you, I had no idea. And it just like put a lot of things into clarity and Mm -hmm. we want more people to be educated on the topic because I think it'll put a lot of people's just things to rest. Like if you don't have a relationship with a parent or yeah, cause it's confusing cause you're like, I've done everything. Why, why am I acting like, why, why can't I just have a solid relationship with this yeah. person? Why does my so, parent hate me? Like, yeah, exactly. Like so I think yeah. Kat's story is going to like resonate with a lot of people and help you kind of understand. And we're going to dive way more into yeah. narcissism <laughs> because we literally cannot cover it in this, just this one episode. So yeah. we will do more parts to that for sure. Yes. And just to like, you guys are going to obviously pick up on it, but, um, this is just, part of narcissism in the types of people I'm about to talk about. So there's definitely much more to these people, but that's just like the main, this is the main reason why they can get away with it and kind of fly under the radar. Um, So kind of just jumping right into it, uh, the main headline of the story. um, I grew up in a narcissistic family structure. I did not know. My family was very close growing up. Uh, I have a lot of aunts, a lot of uncles. um, And then my grandma is kind of like, the matriarch of the family. So she's like the head honcho, um, all holidays spent at her house, et cetera. We kind of all catered to her. Um, but it always seemed like there was like secrets in my family because me and my sister were like the only kids in the family at the time. So there was a lot of like just drama. And that's one thing that happens with narcissists. They're just surrounded by drama. Um, they have to create it to feel important. So that was definitely the case with my grandmother. Um, and so her second husband she married was a pedophile. Um, and my mother and my aunt were sexually abused for four years. Um, and my grandmother knew about it. Uh, my grandmother was also abused uh, physically. And, you know, she had battered woman syndrome. She probably had Stockholm syndrome. Um, she like everybody else in the house was just terrified. Um, and they ended up having two kids together, two daughters, my other two aunts, and he didn't abuse them. So that in itself, there was just a lot of chaos in their house growing up. Um, so I'm going to take a breath. Yeah. So we, I didn't really know any of this obviously growing up, um, until I, until I got older. So when I was 16, my mom and my aunt 
swore, like they had a pact to never tell my two aunts because he died and the, they didn't want to. The guy that you're Yeah, the married. pedophile. Okay. Yeah. He ended up dying of a heart attack because he was living a double life and that's, you know, that's Good. that's what I'm happens. Glad he died. So yeah, he died in a car by himself. So he had a Great. heart attack. Um, but my aunts adored him. He didn't treat them that way. And but he ironically did abuse his other daughter from another marriage. So he was molesting like three girls, um, and he would he did it for years. And so uh did he so he abused some but not all? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the narcissism. Why do you think that why? Why? Why do you think that they pick some and not others? I think it invalidates the experience of the people being abused because you've got your siblings now being, if you ever try to tell them, they say, well, you're, they're not doing it to me. Oh. And that keeps them silent because ah. they feel like it's not true. Like, got it. You start to convince yourself it's, it's fine. And that's the problem with these family structures is that one person infiltrates it and it convinces you the dynamic has to shift in their favor. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, and you know, that's the thing too. So my grandmother ends up hating my aunt because her husband is going into their rooms every night, you know? Yeah. So, and that's the, this is, it's just so deep. Like this one person weaseled their way into my family. And that's the thing too, is that narcissistic men, predators, they prey on women who are, vulnerable and a lot of times that's women who are going through divorce so Mm. what what we're seeing a lot you see a lot of step parents a lot of step grandparents a lot of step brothers you see these people coming into the family and everybody's vulnerable and they're preying on that and so like i said a very volatile home growing up for my my aunts and my um, mother and so my grandma's just traumatized She, she never really she couldn't cope with reality and so she could like when CPS eventually showed up, she made my mom and my aunt lie. And so I feel like that happens very often. It does. They can't, they can't deal with it. And you know, she thought she was convinced they were going to lose their home and like all these things. And, um, she told my, she told them they had a lie of the cops. And so they did. And, um, ironically, this is the mess. I mean, it's all messed up, but, um, I grew up with him. So, when my mom was 18 and she eventually, you know, wanted to speak her truth, he somehow all of a sudden found Jesus. Classic. Classic narcissism. (laughs) Like these fucking narcissistic men are always in the fucking church Mm -hmm. because it makes them feel good because Christians forgive Christians. You know, you can be baptized and be forgiven. Like, no, like, and it makes them feel so good. There's like a power trip to it. And it plays a part. Like you were saying that, they're such a good person. They go to church. Mm-hmm. Like they could never mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. No. You see so pastors it, it gives their image. Like it gives them more of an image to yeah. be like, Oh, well he's a great person. He goes to church. Mm-hmm. And then if they pick one or two kids and then not the other ones, the other kids that aren't getting abused are like, well, they're not abusing me. You're lying. Yeah. He goes to church. He's, great. he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And they're all do their, it's all an helpful. end game for narcissistic people. Yeah. Like they, it's all strategy. Mm-hmm. Like they're not genuinely good people, but they know how to pretend. Oh to my be God. A good person. They, They've and I feel like the church is something that they fall back on because mm-hmm. I have a parent that's the same way with mm-hmm. the church. It's they use it to just mask their true mm-hmm. selves, justify their actions. Mm-hmm. God told me to do this. And you know, <laughs> God told me to have seven, what, you know, just all this yeah. bullshit. So, uh, yeah, my, my mother, it was easy for her to, for, to, to see that as truth. She was really, really 
big on God at that time. She went to a, a huge Christian college. So did my dad. Uh, my dad bought it too. My family, except for my aunt, who was like, she saw, my aunt has always seen through the bullshit of my family. Mm-hmm. She's seen through my grandmother. She's seen through um, my, obviously, the dude or the, the man. Um, the dude. The dude. <laughs> <laughs> the criminal. <laughs> um, <laughs> the creature, yeah. should we call him? <laughs> um, she's seen through all that, and so that's why she received the brunt of the abuse. She's been calling yeah. my grandmother out since she was five. So, you know, they, and that's the thing. They always pick the person who can be easier manipulated, and so that was that was my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unfortunate. It, you know, it, a lot of the times it is the older sibling. Um, so anyway, uh, my parents... Chose, chose to see that he had found God and he had forget he he cried on his knees classic narcissist move um, they can cry on command so uh, they're good so, actors. He's sociopathic yeah, yeah. It's, it's literally psychotic so <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but it, again it was easier to believe that than to believe that this person was inherently evil you know I feel like especially it's if it's somebody in your family you never mm-hmm. want to believe that they could do something like yeah. that so if they're being dramatic and on their knees yeah. begging for forgiveness like they yeah. change. I mean, it's hard not to believe that. Oh my God, yeah. Of course you're going to yeah. believe them because they're your family and you care. Yeah. And so you, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So I feel like that's a super easy, not mistake, it's just a normal, like that's what it's normal human, people do. You're trying to see the humanity. Yeah, because they're not a narcissist. So yeah. they're not going to like, they're going to f- try to forgive and mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, I can't just shun my family. And they say yeah. they changed, so why wouldn't I believe them? And that's the danger of it is a lot of the times we project our like ability to forgive and ability to empathize and change onto people who literally have no conscience, who have yeah. no soul. Like Which is nuts. these people are just blank walls. They're like, yeah, just walking around, like hurting everybody. <laughs> just like, walking around. Just fucking looking <laughs> no for a one's problem. Home. Like, <laughs> just trying to disrupt <laughs> everyone's lives. Like <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Like I cannot believe this shit. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, so that was that was a lot of it, and then so they they vowed because again my aunts loved their father. He was this Italian, you know, spoiled them all this shit, took them to Disneyland, whatever. Um, but he was also abusive to you know whatever. So anyway, um, when I'm 16, my aunt decides to break that pact and tell my aunts who their father really was, and she did it without my mom's like running it by her or anything. So my, my mom was just completely blindsided. So by nobody it. knew at this point until your aunt decided to. My two aunts who it was their father, uh-huh. they didn't know. Me and Ava didn't know. My sister. Okay. So um, you all found out once mm-hmm. they decided to. Pr- okay. Yeah. Got my it. dad knew, but like the people who, you know, their father, they did not know. Yeah. Because again, my mom, my mom did not want their image. She, they can't confront him. He's dead. They yeah. can't go to him and be angry. They just, and the, the image is permanently distorted of who their father was. And that's confusing. So she just wanted them to live with the memory, which mm-hmm. to me, I can see that my mom's, you know, she had a heart and she just, but I see my aunt's perspective because my aunt wanted to tell her truth. So yeah, that's totally, I understand. That's a whole Both sides make keep. complete oh sense. I'm yeah. like, the guy's dead. Why? Like, why? Why yeah. even bring it up? There's no point. There's no justice mm-hmm. to be done. But I see where your, your aunt's coming from because mm-hmm. if I was in her position, I'd probably do what your aunt did. Cause I don't think I could just I feel like it eats at you. You can't yeah. just like, hold on to that yeah, you have sh- to let that shit out yeah like there's only so much you can do and just living and being normal exactly holding in such a secret yeah i think you know like you said it, it's understandable on both sides um but the problem with that was at that point when my aunts found out and they found out the ways that my grandmother let it slide and let it happen 
my grandmother was now the one that had to be cut off too. She was the only one who could take, like the she blame. was the only one who could pay for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she let this happen. She made them lie. She, she let them, she, she sent them over. You know what I mean? Like she let her, yeah. all of her kids be around this man knowing. Um, so now my, my grandmother's cut off from the family, right? Yeah. My mom, my aunts, they're all banded together. They're like united. Um, and my mom one day, she just said she heard God telling her that she needed to forgive her mother. And so she did. She said, I cannot hold on to this anger anymore. It's eating at me. My mom, she didn't want to live in anger anymore. So she forgave her mom. She said, I can't live with myself. Like, yeah. Also, I've moved on. Yeah. She said, I have moved on. So why do I need to like, I I have boundaries now. I know my story. I'm I'm firm. You know what I mean? Like she just was like, I can't hold on to this anymore. Well, she's let it go. Like everybody heals differently. Like if one sibling isn't, this is exactly how my family dynamic mm-hmm. is. Oh, yeah. But it's like, if one sibling's healed, like, yeah, sure, have a relationship with them. Like, it's not, but if the other one's not, then don't force them. Everybody yeah. heals at their own pace. And if they want to have a relationship or they don't, it's totally up to them. Exactly. So that's understandable mm-hmm. on both parts again. Yeah, why. it's, you can see it from both sides. I mean, really, yeah. like. Because it makes total yeah. sense, depending on, like, where you're at mm-hmm. mentally and how much you've healed and yeah. if you want to let it go or not. Yeah. It's and understandable. I think with my aunts, their concern was that my mom, they didn't want my grandmother knowing anything about their lives. Like they were just so disgusted and so like just, they couldn't, they literally just could not stand, like they literally to this day cannot stand her. Yeah. So anyone was, anyone in her direct circle is a threat, my grandmother. So they, they said, if you're, if you're associating with our mother, you're out, you're out of the circle. Like we cannot be around you either. So my mom, she, loses her sisters too like mm-hmm. all of this coming out just completely blew the lid off of the facade that our family was you know yeah. we're this tight-knit family we sing abba in the kitchen we we all had moved back into my grandmother's abba. house at one point yeah <laughs> big abba people like a- abba is traumatizing for me now i literally cannot listen to it <laughs> that's sad like no like i'm telling you we all when everybody broke up with their boyfriends and moved home from college i we all lived in my grandmother's house together so i my family was very, very close. Like yeah. I, my aunts were like older sisters to me because I'm the oldest. So it, when my family was like ripped apart, it was the, it's a living death to me still because although I can see them, it's not the same. It's not, the, it's not the same. There's, there's a, there's a resentment towards my mother. My mom's not allowed in obviously. Um, and it doesn't matter. Everybody sees it from a different point of view. So there's, it's literally impossible to fix this, you know? So I just stay away, you know, I don't, I just don't, I take myself out of the equation completely because my opinion is different. I choose to see both sides of it. No one is wrong, you know? And yeah, so that's, so that's one part of the story, right? So behind the scenes, (laughs) when my mom divorced my dad, right? Or let me just say, when my parents divorced, (laughs) um, (laughs) my mom remarried my stepdad and his father so when was that like what age were you when this happened um i met him when i was in fourth grade okay so my parents divorced in second grade okay uh and so still a kid still yeah very much a kid (laughs) um and my mom married the you know my stepdad and his father was in the cia your stepdad's father my stepdad's father Mm. And his mother was also in the CIA. Why is that so Virginia? It's so Virginia. Especially <laughs> when you hear the next part. Like it's, Virginia. <laughs> it's just giving Virginia. 
Um, especially, you know, because we live near, you know, D.C. and all that. So, um, yeah, they were in the CIA and not at the time, but they were retired CIA. Um, he had written tons of books. Um, mm-hmm. he, he did have, uh, what's it called, Asperger's. Oh. So he was brilliant, but that doesn't mean you're handicapped. Yeah, it actually 100%. means quite the opposite. Yeah. So um, he was brilliant. We should change the narrative on that, too. Mm-hmm. Whoever's huh. thinking autistic people are stupid, you are m- sorely mistaken. You're the stupid one, actually. They're very smart, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my little sister is autistic, and she's smarter than me and always will be. <laughs> she's, she's coding, and she's like 10. Um, anyway, so uh, sorry, I keep taking lots of deep breaths. I'm just breathing through this episode for those of you listening on Spotify. <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, so the my stepdad's father, uh, he was babysitting us one day, um, and the CIA, yeah, CIA man, um, and that was all it took. He molested me, and he molested my sister, um, and he ha- he actually made me after that with me, he made me go get my sister from her room, so he made me participate in it, and my sister didn't know that until about a year ago, she had no idea, um, and that's what happens and these family systems is that you don't talk about it because it's shameful and it's embarrassing and it's they make you they make you participate in it you know what I mean like do you think they do that almost to like make you feel obviously to feel guilty but to bring you in and be like well you you helped so like it's your fault yes. too it's <laughs> yes. like a mind game mm-hmm. that you would That's it makes sick. you not want to speak on it because then you have to say that part of it that you were like I a had part to, of it. Well, I yeah. went and got her, and then that's so you know. like narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's, screams it's, narcissism. Because that's ex- shifting. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like bringing you in mm-hmm. to partake on something just mm-hmm. to be like, well, you were part of it. So yes, you're in completely. it now too. You're just as bad. Yeah. It's like when people get women into trafficking, and then they make other women. They yeah. make the women. They, they make them go get the women. Yes. God, it, it keeps so them sick. in it, you know. It do it's. It gets me fired up, bro. We're going to discuss this <laughs> further. Don't you guys worry. It, that w- that's gonna be a heated <laughs> episode. There's gonna be a lot of yeah. yelling and a lot of like clapping. Yes, a lot of head bobbing. Yeah, yeah, lots um, of um, my Italian's really gonna shine through on that one. Yeah, her nose about to be in the air. <laughs> <laughs> lots of nail cleaning. Gonna- <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, where was I at? Help. Sorry. Um, your stepdad getting oh, you right, right, and right. making right. reeling you in to be reeling part of his disgusting his, plan. That yes. piece of shit. Yep. Um, so that happened, right? And m- this is the irony. This, and th- this is why I explain this story. I am in no way, because I know a lot of you listening and watching right now are like, what in the hee-haw hell? Like, <laughs> there is no way this is happening. Like, there's no like way this is Like, anybody's saying hee-haw hell. Yeah, like, there's... <laughs> There's no way this happened to you guys. Like, how did this happen twice in your family? Like, the same way. Two sisters. Two sisters. Isn't that very, like, like, common, though? Like, for something similar to that to happen? Because, like, your family just kind of keeps attracting the same. Yeah. Like, if you're broken, you're attracting the same person. So Mm -hmm. it makes kind of sense. Yeah, exactly. Why that happened. If you look at it from that. That angle, yeah. But a normie that doesn't know anything about it's like, what the fuck? How? But if you look at it from the mental illness and like just the like mental state of people in your family it makes sense why like they say with dating if you're not healed from trauma that you've experienced with dating you're going to keep attracting the same person Mm -hmm. so that makes sense and no one in my family has healed so or had healed um obviously healing there's no journey or there's no end game there's no destination so it's an everyday thing you work out but anyway um yeah so my (laughs) after it happened my grandmother watched 
we, like I said, we lived with my grandmother after my parents divorced. So my grandma, one day she just looked at me in the car and here, here's the thing. I'm going to like, let me go back to what I was saying. I'm not villainizing my family at all because there are so many moving parts to this. You guys like the trauma is so deeply ingrained, the enmeshment um, with these abusers. And so this is just me explaining it rationally why these things happen. Yeah. So you I guys like any, you need hate. to just understand like there's so much more that goes to the story yeah. and you have to consider the mental health and the mental de- like illness that's in her family yeah. that we haven't touched on that. We haven't dive. We need to dive deep into it for you to understand. Yes. So yes, yeah. don't, villainize her family or think they're all pieces of shit because (laughs) once she talks about I was the same way she told me her story once she explains everything it makes sense Mm -hmm. it doesn't it's still it's a horrible story and I can't believe that she had to go through this but it makes sense why it happened when you look at it from a mental health standpoint Mm -hmm. and yeah we need to just again we need to normalize this in a society and talk about this stuff because this is why it's happening yep because we're sitting silently and we're blaming yeah we're blaming the victims so exactly oh no it's not victim blaming my eyes twitching i'm getting (laughs) so mad about i hate that (laughs) um so yeah uh i'm sorry i'm sorry guys i literally keep losing my place uh this is a hard topic to cover where was i I understand (laughs) (laughs) you were talking about um you didn't want to villainize your family oh my grandma and then your grandma looking at you in the car okay so i'm in the car with my grandmother who reminder she was the one who let my aunts get abused i'm sorry my aunt and my mom and just let the whole thing slide and made them lie uh this same grandmother looked at me in the car one day and she was like i get a weird feeling about your stepdad's father has he ever done anything to you and i was like i don't know why just it was my moment i was like and my sister's in the back seat and i was like actually yeah and i told her how old were you at the time when she asked you 11 or 12. And when did he do that? 11 or 12. It was like, it was oh, very, like shortly, very after. shortly after. Yeah. Okay. I'm, it was weird timing. Um, and obviously I, w- I just said, yeah. And I just kind of described it as best as I could. Um, and my sister didn't say anything. Um, and I also, I did not know this until recently. I didn't know until last year. He'd done it to her multiple times. And I don't know how, I don't know when, but it had happened. So What's the age difference with you and your sister? Uh, 18 months. So she is. Oh, she so you guys like are really close not, in age. We're very close in age. And we're very close. So, and I'm going to get into that later, but like this situation made us not close because of the ways really? we coped with it. Yeah. Uh, we, she, you know, started smoking and, you know, just trying to cope, get out of her head, dating a toxic, dating abusive men. I was a goody goody. I was like judging her and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be like a parentified sister. And, you know, it kept us divided and we were very close as when we were little. So that was, again, there's so many levels to this. Um, and by the way, now we are literally best friends. Like she is my soul sister. She is my twin flame. So um, that's the beauty of healing. So anyway, my grandma asks, um, I tell her and she immediately obviously goes to my mom. And so my mom, who has watched this woman literally go and tell a pastor that my dad's gay, that... Wait. wait. Yeah, we can... Well, my, my grandmother, I'm telling <laughs> y'all. Wait, she, wait, my, wait. Rewind. Back up. <laughs> you have not talked about that. What do you mean? Yeah. 
Um, okay, so <laughs> let me just let me just say sorry here, y'all. My grandmother's a narcissist. Okay, my grandmother married another narcissist. Very evident. Yes. Yeah. My it's it's rampant in my family. Okay, so and that's something that happens. Went like, and she just assumed that your dad was gay. No, she just wanted to disrupt. She they, she oh. tries to disrupt my aunts, my okay. mom. She, so just being a narcissist. Being, mm-hmm, being a being a narcissist. Okay. Um, trying to get attention. Trying to you know. Just She's trying be, to like cause chaos because mm-hmm. that's what they do yeah. best. She wants to be number one. Disrupt relationships. And ruin everybody else around mm-hmm. them because they can't stand yes. seeing people happy. They play the, they, vic- how do I say this? They victimize people so that they can be the hero. Yeah. So like my, my grandmother literally let all this shit happen and then she gets to save my mom. She gets to say, she, you know, and be the savior of, oh, you can come live with me and oh, I'll take care of you. And it's like, but the, your actions led to my mother dating people and being with people yeah. who were not equipped to, you know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm so sorry, guys. I literally keep losing <laughs> my place. <laughs> There's so many details to my story. So um, your grandmother goes to your mom. Yes, my grandmother goes to my mom. Um, and, <laughs> dude, my grandma, I mean, my mom was like, you're fucking lying. Like, you you, t- you told a pastor my husband. Like, my grandmother has just done some, she's done some out-of-pocket shit. She's, like, stolen earrings from my aunt. Like, she, she does all these fucking antics, dude. Like, she's deranged. She literally, she stole my aunt's earrings and then, like, showed back up on her doorstep and was like, oh, my God, your pur- your earrings ended up on my purse. Like, just, Ew, just fucking crazy psycho. shit. They're literally, yeah. Um, and, again, this just, you know, she's an old woman now, so I don't, you know. I, I respectfully let her, you know, I see her and, you know, just I just play, I let her have her delusion. But I know the truth. And I know she knows that I know. So yeah. that's where we're at with that. But anyway, uh, my mom's like, uh, you're full of shit. Like you have, she's always tried to disrupt my, my aunts and mom's relationships with their in-laws. That's her big thing. She weasels in there with the in-laws and tries to like create drama and, you know, oh, I think that you're, he's so, you know, he, she's a Southern, you know, North Carolina, you know, I don't think that's good. Like just mm. bullshit. So my mom's like, you're, you're pulling your stunt again. You're, you're doing the shit with the in-laws. Like, and she thought that my grandmother ma- like lied, made us say that. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's understandable. A hundred percent. Looking at the tracker. Yeah. yeah why would it be understandable? Right. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know the, I didn't know this at the time. Right. I didn't know about my mom's trauma. I didn't know about all these things happening in my family. Um, so it just looked bad. Like, my mom made me go, and my sister, I'll never forget this, vivid, um, sh- we had to go apologize to him. Wait, to CIA? Yeah, we had to go apologize to CIA. And I know that sounds, for all of you listening, and I know there's a mouth drop right now, I know, but if you, again, look at the history of it, you can see I know, what, but again, yeah. it, I just it's can't imagine right. the trauma, it, and, and yeah. I can't imagine how much that man got off that. Much. Yeah. <laughs> much and so Disgusting. that that allowed him to stay in our family too we i remember you know my mom looking at me and saying be nice you know it's gonna be okay whatever and me and my sister are just like we look at each other and we're like what the fuck is happening right now like <laughs> what's going on so we're like you know shaking and whatever and so we we go and we fucking sit at the cc's pizza and just like Hey, we're sorry we accused you of not the CC's pizza. Yeah, dude, I love CC's pizza. And you, you I still, still go. There. I still I, go, I, man. I love like, that. I love that. That uh, you're not it was take not that ruined. <laughs> yeah, dude, he took he taking t- the CC's dude, pizza back. <laughs> CC's pizza and Golden Corral <laughs> are the two spots he loved, and I still go to both of those. Well, fuck you're, him. You're not gonna take that from me. So <laughs> yeah, um, no. 
They're good. They're well. Yeah. I don't like Golden Corral. That shit fuck me up. But I've never oh, yeah. tried Cece's, but I feel like it'd be Dude, good because I like pizza. Bomb. You'd love it. So many flavors. <laughs> Brownies are bomb. They're undercooked as fuck, and I love it. Great. Anyway, um, <laughs> so help. Cece's pizza. Cece's pizza. Thank you. So Cece's pizza apologizing, um, and we do the dinner. Whatever. Life goes on for the next twelve years. He's at every birthday. Every graduate, and I mean y'all like because it's my stepdad's parents, and he doesn't have like a huge family. Every graduation, every birthday party, every everything you can th- Easter, like Thanksgiving. This man just found a reason to show up. He'd come up in my room and try to change light bulbs, like just to fuck with me, like just to like be like, haha, I can still do whatever I want. No one, no one believed you, like yeah. So that happened, um, and it just went on and. I do want to say I want to jump back a little bit to my mother's stepfather. The same thing happened. After he apologized, he was allowed in my family. He was allowed to babysit me. And again, I know that sounds fucked up. Like, and the funny part was, and I, I re- this is like a core memory for me. He babysat me and my sister, and he used to like bounce us on his knee, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was his way of getting off. Like, just putting me and my sister on his knee, bouncing us. Um, but he wasn't allowed to babysit us alone. Isn't that weird? Like he needs a chaperone. He had a chaperoned babysitter. Like he wanted to connect with his granddaughters. Like, but <laughs> my, you know, my my other aunt who was abused. Yeah. Her husband was the chaperone. So we've got my aunt who was abused by this yeah. man. Her husband is now the chaperone for my this pedophile. And her was her husband not good? Is that why? Like, no, well, no. So. So the pedophile is babysitting me, right? Yeah. The chaperone is my aunt. Yeah. It's her husband. I know, but like, it's her husband not a good like. No. Well, it was. It's not that he's a he's he's phenomenal. But, okay. Okay. But like, it's the fact that like I'm sitting like imagine he's sitting there knowing that this man literally molested his wife. Okay. 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 <laughs> like, I, I, like, I didn't know if there was like oh, a yeah, part yeah, yeah, that no. we were like, wait, did he do something too? No. 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 Yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. So got it. no, it just was. I like, don't know how that man f- just kept a lid on it because I, yeah, I, I I know I, I couldn't have. I would have probably. Hmm murdered yeah because she didn't forgive him my aunt did not forgive him and so now her husband's being because i'm surprised she even let like her husband be around that man her husband was my dad's best friend still a lot a lot going on i know yeah but my dad's all biblical and you know there's there's that christianity factor right like he's my dad used to wear his pinky ring he still had when he died this pedophile my dad got his pinky ring and wears it like that is literally how much they want to believe the reality of like these people are, can change. So yeah. this man's in my family, whatever. I went to his funeral. I cried, which I regret now. But anyway, jumping back to my story, same thing happened. This man's allowed in our family, goes to everything, etc. Um, and when my mom or when my sister was 20, I was in Rhode Island with my best friend and my sister had just fucking had it. My little, my younger sister was getting older. Not even, she was like five. Uh, and oh, she God. was, going over maybe not maybe not five but she she was no yeah because she was like in diapers still um but she was going and spending weekends over there and my sister was just like she got pissed off one day and she looked at my mom and she was like how are you letting like why are you sending her over there and my mom's like what do you mean and she's like he is a pedophile like he literally did this and my mom's like confused she's like what do you mean like my, and my sister's like we weren't lying like when we like 10 years ago we tried to tell you we weren't lying my mom just like her whole world just shifted like she had seen and like dude she's 
and I say this to say, like, I know all of this sounds horrible. <laughs> She's sorry, you know? Like, the, the, I've never seen, like, she resorted back to, like, childhood and, like, shaking, curling up in a ball. Like, it's like her nightmare was coming back to life. And I know it sounds like, okay, well, she was making it about herself. And maybe, but I don't see it that way. Yeah. I see a lot of, no, I see it as like damage. a mother like yeah. seeing her kids going through something that she probably never ever ever wanted her kids yep. to go through. The last thing and like would want. it was she it was brought to her attention, but she didn't believe it. Yes, and because she's probably feeling mother. a mass amount of guilt. Oh for yeah, that. guilt, anger. So it's understandable. Like, yeah, all of it, and probably I mean, and I know this from what happened next, but fear, fear, of what's going to happen? Like now, my daughter's we're going to be divorced. It's going to happen again. Like my daughter's not going to have her dad around. The the what's going to happen next? Like. So uh, at this point, my, my aunts were, my one aunt was still speaking to my mom, kind of, not really, um, but we wanted to like connect with her and we wanted to tell her what had happened. So she like came over and we told her and dude, she just screamed. Like she just screamed like the most primal childlike scream. Like she was it, it, just seeing all of my family members getting just like the whole thing was just blowing up. Like it was just all coming full circle and we're like, Oh my God, there's literally two, this is literally happening again, like yeah. second generation. So, um, yeah, at that point, you know, my mom had expressed some concerns about her marriage, obviously. And for a while I didn't really understand that, but I also do, you know, like I've chosen to understand the feelings of everyone involved. And I know my mom was deeply, concerned about my sister like she did she took plenty of steps after to try to help us and for me my coping mechanism I moved to Florida I didn't I literally could not deal with what was happening I just like I was like all right y'all I'm not going to JMU I'm fucking dipping out and going to UNF so that's what I did and I, I went for criminal justice and you know psychology and that was really helpful in me putting all of this together um but yeah the lid just blew off my family and my aunts just hated my mom like they just could not believe that she had let this happen and that she had the nerve to be concerned about her marriage right or like losing her house because what's going to happen if they divorce and like my mom had just kind of expressed every concern she was having with what was going to happen next every fear you know and instead of being like a sister and being like look like it's going to be okay it was just like judgment you know like how dare you not be thinking about you know um, and my aunt very much sees things from like her lens exclusively. Yeah. So there's no room for anyone, but like her opinion, like it's, it's her way or the highway. And that's how it's kind of always been too. in like their little inner circle, um, she's kind of the head honcho. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she's the headstrong one. She's very opinionated. She's outspoken. She's type a, um, so you can see why my mom's always been a people pleaser. She's always just gone with the flow until she decided to not, she decided to, take her voice back and as soon as she started fighting as soon as she started kind of like you know giving some backlash or kind of like not fighting back but like having an opinion Mm -hmm. that was shot down like no you fall back in line with how we do things as as the sisters you know it was like a little like clan um like a little inner circle like you have to clan yeah like you got to go with the head leader you got to you know vibe with it so they cut her off. My two of my aunts had already hadn't spoken to her in years, and that was just like what solidified it. And they made like a pact of like we we will not speak to you until you go through therapy, like 
they just, you know, and you know, that, that didn't really happen, honestly. Um, and that really made me mad for a while, but I realized it is not my place to tell somebody, even though it did very much harm my life. It's not my place to tell somebody that they have to go and relive four years of horror. Yeah. It is not my job. If you are, if this is the way that you're okay, like if this is what makes you happy, if you are thriving in your career, you know, et cetera, you're happy. You have, you know, you finally had that stability. Like you finally have your home and you with a picket fence and you know, your husband who's gentle and you know, all these things. Um, cause you know, my mom's my marriage with my da- marriage with my dad was not rainbows and butterflies. So, you know, it just took her a very long time to like finally get to a place where she liked herself and liked her life. Um, and it just, it took me a long time to see that it wasn't my place to, to make her go live in hell again, mentally, yeah. you know, to be breaking down every day. And, you know, some people are equipped to go in and do that work, right? You can, you're ready to do it. Some people do not want to open that door. And every time I would try to press my mom to open that door, she would just crumble like a bait, like a baby in a corner. Like she just, I could, I've never seen such fear in this woman's eyes. Like, and that's the humanity of it. You know what I mean? Like I have to put my ego aside. Like, yes, I was extremely hurt from what had happened and the result of what happened to her, but that's not her fault, you know? And I like who I am and no matter what I've gone through, like I would not be this person on this podcast saying these things right now. I'd still be the shy kid with a book and a nose and two scared book and a nose, yeah, bu- nose book and, and a nose, book. book book and a nose her <laughs> nose and a book has a nose <laughs> literally um too scared to like literally like i used to be too scared to ask for ketchup from wendy's like i just like i was petrified of everything that. yeah like so i like who i am today and it took me a very long time to get to that point but i also had to go i had to do the hard work that my mom kind of has avoided understandably yeah. so but when you go through trauma a lot of times and you're, and you're forced to, to ignore it, um, whatever, deny it, you intellectualize it and you internalize it. And so you end up not even being able to feel it. And so you're very like disconnected, um, from reality, reality a little bit. Uh, you don't see things from like a correct lens per Mm -hmm. se. You don't develop like a, you don't develop a sense of self the way you could have. Yeah. Um, and you people please, a ton like people who are raised by narcissists uh, you either one you you know borderline personality is very prevalent with that um, but people pleasing is a huge byproduct of that mm-hmm. and you can also become a narcissist if you're raised by narcissists so there's a lot of you know things that can happen but for me and my mom we were both the oldest we were both you know that was that role we played but um we both became extreme people pleasers and so that took we just lacked a sense of self we were like it was like we were chameleons for other people and that was really hard when I realized the severity of what had happened to my family and me. I never thought it was a big, de- I mean, I, I knew it was bad, but I never felt it. So then I went through this process the last few years or last year where I just, I allowed myself to really heal from it. I allowed mm-hmm. myself to like calm my nervous system and find who I really was meant to be, you know, like shed those parts of myself that were just like from what had happened to me, like that Mm -hmm. anger, dude, I used to like get in relationships where like 
I was, I was toxic. Like, mm-hmm. dude, I wanted to freaking like give it to the men. Like I just not intentionally, but like I would pick relationships that let me be in control, you know, mm-hmm. where I knew I, I could pick these men with mommy issues because I knew like I could run the show. Um, and I think a lot of people do that because it's, it's just too scary to face like yourself. You literally can't face yourself and what has happened to you. So I feel very blessed that it's, it's funny. That probably sounds really funny, but like I am an entirely different person than one year ago where I was just angry at my family and angry at the world and angry at, you know, I had narcissistic friends. I had just these people in my life that were such a representation of what I had gone through as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, I was repeating my trauma from a, from a place of control. Like I was trying to just like rewrite it, you know, in my yeah. own way. Like, it, and, and a lot of people do that. They, they try to get the control back. And that's a lot of the reason that's like what happens with narcissistic personality disorder too. Like you're traumatized and now you're going to wreak havoc on everybody else and from a place of control. But well, anybody that goes through trauma, it's understandable to want yeah. to just like erase it mm-hmm. and like, you want to because you weren't in control when that happened so you want to control everything else because it was traumatic so you want to just try to it's it like it's your way of dealing with it and trying to change things that you can because you're a control freak now because Mm -hmm. you let go of control that one time and it fucked you up and now you never want to let that happen again so yeah if you have gone through anything like this or you know any sort of trauma like this a lot of people will stay angry their whole lives and I've tried that and it did nothing but make me miserable. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want to hold on to their ego of like, I've got to freaking be angry and make sure like, like I talk about it forever. And people. yeah. And like, you know, just be that judge and jury and it's not worth it. It's let yourself be angry, let yourself feel it, but find peace with it. Because at the end of the day, and I said this to Bree the other day, like, oh no, I said this to my boyfriend. Um, I, to continue staying angry with what has happened to me would mean that I don't like myself and who yeah. I am today. You know, yeah. like if I, why am I angry if I like who I turned out to be? Exactly. I, I like that I, now my story will touch people and help people who maybe are, who are too scared to face these things and, and don't have the, the access to it maybe. Um, so, and that took me a very long time to get to this place, but that is why I, I don't hold anything against any of my family except for those two people, but (laughs) yeah, death um, to them. Yeah. I, (laughs) I don't hold, there's, like I said, there's many moving parts to this story, even with my grandmother, even with the people who I know you guys think sound, sound like a villain, but I see the humanity in it and you know, I forgive all of it. So, and you can too. Um, so yeah, that's my story and we'll be diving more into narcissistic abuse, personality disorders, um, all of these things that, you know, yeah, pique people's interests. Uh, we'll do a lot episodes. more episodes with yeah. those types of mental mm-hmm. illnesses because we've definitely experienced it like yeah. in our families, obviously Kat has, mm-hmm. but we'll kind of dive into mine a little bit too Yeah, and be able to talk more on that. But mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning of the episode, it would take hours for us to talk about it that yeah. and we would lose all of you mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> we'll stop so, it there yeah we hope you were able to follow this if not i'm sorry <laughs> no you did a good job yeah. of explaining it and i know it was really hard for you yeah. so i'm glad that you were able to talk your story and i hope that somebody out there listening it 
hit home, resonated. Yeah. They got and let me know if it, it does, like message either one of us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'd love to yeah. hear the positive impact yeah, that it's had. Definitely. So so now we're going to switch over to our song and book. <laughs> yeah, we go from <laughs> dark. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll do mine first since it's on the same topic. Uh, so it's called Allies and Healing. I'm sure a lot of you have um, heard of the book, uh, The Body Keeps the Score. I think that book can be a little triggering for people. So like especially women who have been sexually assaulted. So it's a good book, but I prefer this one. It's a little less like intrusive. Um, so yeah, Allies and Healing. And it says like in parentheses, when the person you love was sexually abused as a child. So it's, it's helpful for partners and really anybody, if you have somebody in your life who has gone through this, it helps you navigate all those little things that, you know, that have kind of made them who they are. Um, maybe that they're working through. Uh, but yeah, it's by Laura Davis. Brie, what is your song? Uh, It's uh, in and out of town by key Glock. (laughs) (laughs) Here, us. I know. I I never bring anything wholesome. I'm like, here's a fucking trap song for you guys. No, cats hitting us with all these like healthy, like, here's this book that's gonna help your mental health. Here's my inspiring story. I'm like, here's this fucking gangbanger song. No, it's a great balance. Like, we need it. Like, please lighten the mood. It's a fucking banger. So, hopefully, if y'all listen to it, you like it. It's a good song. I like it. I love it. Key Glock. I know now. Cracks me. I love. Wait, I love him. Yeah, I mean, him and Young are, Doll for like my be, like. It's a fun R.I.P. Because Dolph died. I oh. feel so bad because Key Glock is so sad about it. He's I all. Bet. He's still like when rappers' best friends die. Oh. It breaks my heart. It's like like YG is still sad about Nipsey, and like it breaks my heart. It's literally us. Yeah, I'd be. I swear to fucking God, I'll kill myself if you die. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't really want to. I'm gonna just. Okay. I'll, it's not gonna happen. I'll never shut we're up. Not, yeah, we're not manifesting. We're not. That. No. <laughs> if the universe is listening. Yeah. Do don't. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. Thank yeah. you for tuning in and listening. Okay. Bye. Bye.